All happy? Good, good stuff. Okay, I'm just going to briefly talk to you for a few minutes, and I mean that, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said that to someone this week, and they're like, really? I think it was Chris on the guitar who was like, really? A few minutes? I think not. Now, I would just like to, you'll probably have noticed that the theme of the night is love. If we haven't got that across, then <laughs> we've failed miserably. Um, the whole point is that we're showing... Um, a very, very famous passage from the Bible, from 1 Corinthians, which is the love is um, part where, and it is, it's really, I mean, everybody knows it. I mean, you know, churchgoers, non-churchgoers, it is something that everybody has heard of. And we thought we would use that tonight as our framework to allow each part to express something differently to you. Um, and then we got to this one. And, and actually, when we were having a bit of a get to on Thursday while we were practicing some stuff, um, this one came up on the screen. A few people kind of said, you know, ooh, that's quite wordy, you know, that one doesn't seem to flow like the rest of them. It doesn't kind of, it's just like love is patient, love is kind. Yeah, I get that. And then this one kind of came up, which is great because this was actually the one that we decided that we wanted to speak a little bit about anyway. So it says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Now, some of you will already feel like you know what that means. And that's fine. We're all entitled to, to explore and, and kind of, you know, come up with our own theories and that. But I would like to give you just what I feel that this scripture is, um, this part of this scripture is telling us. Um, now, it's interesting because one of the other versions says, um, doesn't say evil. Because that word evil can be a funny one, can't it? Um, it actually just says love does not delight in wrongdoing. Now, we all know that. So wrong choices, wrongdoing, we can get with that. But rejoices in the truth. Now, um, when I was young, there was a belief, sometimes spoken and sometimes not, that evil and wrongdoing and misbehaving was something to be avoided at all costs. So if people were acting in a way that seemed, I'll use the word evil or wrong or out of whack, then that was something that you did not connect with. In fact, you stayed well away from it. That was just how I was taught and that was the best way to be. Um, now, that belief actually still stands with a lot of people sometimes. Um, we can believe, okay, well, you know, they're acting a certain way and therefore I don't really want to be around that. And therefore what happens is, is we end up with kind of these separate groups and people thinking one thing and another. Um, for example, for me it was people who swore, went to clubs was a really bad one, had sex before they were married was, was why hell was designed. Um, drunk alcohol, massive no-no. Even communion was even almost frowned upon. You know, it was like, it had to be, you know, Ribena or grape juice. Um, didn't believe in God. I mean, whoa, that was really pushing it. And I'm sure some of you may have think of others, and there were, there were a lot of others. Um, basically, groups that were divulging what we considered these things, it was like, no, you shouldn't, you know, you should really not be around that. Um, I was even sometimes told, you know, again, not necessarily verbally, but that kind of feeling that to be around them could potentially taint my right doing, bring it down. So if I was living good and I was around people who were living wrong, that would make my goodness no longer good anymore. And even down to the point that people would say it could even affect my salvation, as in like, you know, well, you know, if you're around them, it might potentially take you away and the cross will no longer work for you anymore. And, you know, I know, again, we've learned a lot about that now, but this was kind of the narrative that I was getting. I'm thinking, oh, I better live up to that because I'm scared, you know, you know, all this. Anyway, even a term was this, you want to watch out for them, they're a wrong 
they're a wrong'un. Which is quite interesting because the other term was wrongdoing. They're a wrong'un. Now you'll hear where I'm going with this. So what happens is you avoid and dismiss anything that appears to be bad in order to preserve your rightness. Now what happens with that is you fail to build communities, you fail to connect. And I tell you what, I, when I got into my later teens after I left school and into my early 20s, I felt like an absolute misfit. I'll be really honest with you. I felt like a, I felt like a misfit because the world was full of just different people making different choices. And if I saw anything that didn't fit within, a, within the category of what I've told was okay, I would be terrified. It was almost like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, when you go out in the world, you're always going to find stuff that you don't necessarily feel comfortable with. So in effect, the world to me became a very hostile, very dangerous place, which we've realized actually isn't at all, is it? It's actually quite incredible. So I hope this is making sense. I'm already a few minutes in, so please forgive me. Um, now we have a problem. If, and we've seen this tonight, if love bears no record of wrongs, the Bible also says, love your enemy, give them your best coat, sit down for dinner with them. It also says, do not judge and do not condemn. Now, if that's the case, then if love not delighting in evil means that we shouldn't be around these people, then we have a big problem here. Because if we're not to judge and it bears no record of wrongs, how can not delighting in evil mean that I can't be around people who are making bad choices? There's a contradiction, isn't there? See where I'm going? So what I wanted to do briefly in the next minute or two is just clarify what I really feel this is trying to say to us. Now, sometimes there can be a, be a belief that accepting people as they are means you're divulging in bad behavior. So it means if you connect with someone who might be making silly choices, somehow in connecting with them, that means that you're agreeing with what they're doing and that's almost bad. So because you're kind, because you're gracious, because you're forgiving, somehow that's you saying everything that's happening is okay, right? The difference is this. When you get to a point where you really understand what love is, True love, and I believe love being the essence of everything that God is and everything that he has released into humanity, released into the earth. You begin to see past all of the wrong, all of the negative and all of the harmful behaviors and rejoice with the truth, which says this. We love the person simply because they are a person. All of us are guilty of making decisions that can hurt one another and the world around us. But in spite of all that, we recognize that the divine lies within each one of us. And it is this that we delight in. We delight in the truth which says there is an immortal diamond in every single human being that is just waiting to be revealed if only they will remember who they are. Does that excite you? That to me is just absolutely awesome. So, being around people, and we're all guilty of it at times, being around people who are struggling making, like Ant says, stupid choices, does not mean that you're agreeing that the choices that they're making are right and potentially beneficial. But what you're saying is, you know what? In spite of all this, I see that inside you is the divine, and that's what I'm rejoicing in. Now, to me, that's absolutely phenomenal, because it means all of us are okay. Because if love truly exists, in spite of all that we do, People will be looking beyond that to say, do you know what? I'm going to look at the diamond that's within you and we're going to focus on that and then everything might just fall into place, which I just think is miraculous. And that's the good news of the gospel. If you've been sold anything else, listen, if you've been sold anything else, it's a downright lie. 
It's a lie. Because the God that I serve is a God who sees past all of my stuff because that's what a loving father does. And he says, you know what? I can't cast out stupid because you're a human. You're going to make silly choices in your interactions with people. But if only you will look deep within and see that my DNA is within you. And if you connect with that, things are going to start to look very different. I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. Awesome. So loving someone does not mean you agree and delight in the decisions that they are making. It means in spite of it all, you can rejoice at the potential that lies within each human life. Just to to wrap up. The religious community believed that because Jesus had dinner with tax collectors and allowed prostitutes to wash his feet, that he somehow approved of everybody's behavior. But you see, forgiveness and kindness became detestable to the religious community. But Jesus continually saw the truth behind the baggage, that there was nothing a person could do to ever separate them from the extravagant love of the Father. And this is where I close. The rock is and will continue to be a place of radical love, acceptance, and forgiveness, a place in which love will always win. Thank you.